thinking about the fact that this is the last day of the year and after midnight tonight we'll be beginning a new year, I thought it would be beneficial this morning if we spend some time uh, talking about memories of the past year. Memories of the past year. Uh, One of the greatest blessings that God has ever given us is the uh, ability to remember. Uh, to have memories, to be able to recall things in our brains that have happened in the past. Uh, Memory can be described as, if you will, a storehouse where we can gather facts and store those facts in that storehouse, and when we need it, uh, we can recall those facts. That's where we get knowledge from. And it's because of knowledge that we don't have to Uh, relearn things. When we uh, start working on something we have worked on before or we have read something that we have read before, because of the storehouse of facts in our mind, because of memory, uh, we don't have to learn something new completely over and over again. Uh, Memory is also like a photo album, if you will, because uh, we can use our memory to recall scenes in our lives, uh, even scenes that took place many, many years ago. I don't know why I remember this, but this is a scene that I still have very vivid in my mind. But I can go back to when I was five years old. And I don't remember anything really from being five years old except for this one scene that's in my mind. And that is on my fifth birthday, I got a little guitar that you turned to crank and it played Puff the Magic Dragon. Now why I remember that, I don't know. But my point is that memories are something that God has given us that we can relive scenes that go back uh, over 50 years ago. What a wonderful thing memory is. Uh, Memory is also like, if you will, a CD that uh, once we get it to spinning, we can maybe recall music that we haven't heard years and years uh, uh, that took place a long time ago or maybe... I even remember voices that uh, have been silenced because of the passing of years, but yet uh, those voices and the way they sounded are still uh, very, very uh, much a part of our mind because of memory. Or maybe we can think of memory as being kind of like a time machine where we can go back and relive some moments in our lives uh, that we remember with fondness because of the fact of the people who were there because of the events that took place, because of uh, the things that we enjoyed. Uh, It's like for a moment in time, we can use our memory uh, to go back and relive a very special day in our lives. And so as we come to the close of another year, and we're on the threshold of a new year, I want you to take a few moments this morning, and I want you to... Uh, use this memory, this storehouse, this, uh, this uh, photo gallery, this CD player, this uh, time machine, and I want you to go back and think about this past year. I want you to think about some of your memories of this past year. Think about some of the events that took place. Think about some of the things that happened to you this past year. And what I want to do this morning is I want to help you by suggesting some things uh, for you to think about. Uh, Suggest some memories, if you will, to kind of 
help you out as you relive 2018 in your mind. First of all, this morning, I think if we start thinking about memories of the past year, uh, there certainly are going to be some grateful memories. I don't know everyone's circumstances, but I know in my life, if I go back and look over 2017, that there are some memories uh, that, are, that cause me to be grateful. Maybe it's some danger that escaped. Maybe it's some wonderful blessing that happened to me. But each one of us, if we are honest with ourselves, we can go back and look at 2017 and we can think about the fact that there were things that didn't happen to us that were a blessing and there were things that did happen to us that were a blessing. And as we recount 2017, there's one thing that constantly needs to be standing in our minds as we replay that memory in our mind and it should be this to borrow the words of the song that we sometimes sing, I love the Lord. He has been so good to me. And every single person in here can sing that. Because each and every one of us, as individuals, as families, and as a nation, and even as a church, there are so many things that happened to us in 2017 that were blessings, and those blessings just happened time and time again. Whether we deserved it or not, God just kept blessing us and blessing us. Your memory uh, is not working very well if you don't think about all those very, very many blessings that you received during 2017. In fact, since I brought, up, brought it up that it's our memory that's not, memory that's not working very well, you know, when our memory fails us, when we forget about what God has done for us, uh, we begin to not show Him the gratitude that He deserves. One of the things that we think about when we think about last year and we think about the blessings that God has given us, we need to think about the fact that in 2018, I need to do everything that I can to show him how much I love him and how grateful I am for everything that he's done for me this past year. Because I don't care who you are, God has blessed you and blessed you and blessed you. But because we are human, sometimes our memory does fail us and sometimes we don't give God the glory and the gratitude that he deserves. Over in the book of Genesis, in Genesis chapter 40 and and chapter 41, Uh, we have the story of Joseph when he was in prison. And while he was in prison, he came in contact with uh, two people who were there in prison with him. One was a butler and one was a baker. And while they were in prison, both the butler and the baker had a dream, and they didn't know how to interpret this dream. So uh, they went to Joseph, and Joseph explained the dream to them. Uh, The baker's interpretation of the dream was not a very pleasant one because that dream foretold how he was going to die. But the butler received good news when Joseph interpreted his dream. Uh, and Basically, Joseph said, listen, you're going to be let out of prison. You're going to be restored to your former place working for Pharaoh. Uh, this was good news for this butler. But Joseph said, listen, since I've told you this good news, and I'm paraphrasing, of course, since I told you this good news, when you get back into Pharaoh's court, Please remember me. Please remember me. Be, 
in a sense, he's saying, be grateful for what I've done for you in telling you these things. Well, just as Joseph had predicted, the butler was released from prison. The butler was restored back to his place in Pharaoh's household and able to serve Pharaoh. But the Bible tells us that the butler forgot about Joseph. His memory failed him. He forgot about him. And time went on. It wasn't until Pharaoh himself had a dream uh, that the Bible tells us all of a sudden the butler remembered. His memory came back to him and he remembered what he had talked to Joseph about. And because of this remembrance, he finally showed Joseph the gratitude that he deserved and told Pharaoh about Joseph and Joseph was released from prison. You see, when our memory fails us, sometimes we forget about the fact of what people and what especially God has done for us in times in which we should be grateful. Frank Smith has been doing a wonderful job in teaching uh, and finished this up last Wednesday night on the book of Ecclesiastes. And there's a passage in there that we spent some time with that is a very sad, sad passage when you think about how people should show gratitude. Over in Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verses 13 through 15, notice what this text says. This wisdom have I seen also under the sun, and it seemed great unto me. There was a little city and a few men within it, and there came a great king against it and besieged it and built great bulwarks against it. Now there was found in it a poor wise man, and by his wisdom delivered the city, yet no man remembered that same poor man. When you read that particular passage, uh, there's many different ways to look at it and, and maybe add some principles to your life. But what I want you to appreciate and understand is that when Solomon talks about wisdom, he's talking about that wisdom is people who understand to remember and show gratitude. As here was a man that did what he could to deliver this city from this other king that was trying to destroy it. Here was a man that, that did what he could to help save these people. He delivered these people, yet no one showed him gratitude. How much more have we been delivered from? How much more has God done for us? How much more uh, have we, when we think about what we have been up against, yet God delivers us? That's my hope and prayer as we think about the memories of this past year that we have the kind of grateful memories that we're supposed to have, and we do not forget what God has done for each and every one of us. But as we think about grateful memories, I think we also need to add something else to it. We need to add to it some painful memories. Back in the 1970s, there was a singing group called the Carpenters. And those of you who are at least my age remember the Carpenters, remember Richard and Karen Carpenter. Um, they had all kinds of hits uh, when I was growing up. Uh, rainy days and Mondays, we've only just begun. Um, several other uh, songs that were hit for theirs, and they were hits, hits for them, and they were doing very, very well. Just just putting out all kinds of music. Karen Carpenter's voice was one of a kind that was so distinctive that regardless of what she was singing, you knew who was singing it. But she died at a very, 
very early age. Had a massive heart attack and it killed her. And the reason why she had this massive heart attack is because she had so starved herself. She has so depleted her body of energy and food by starving herself that her heart just could not go anymore because it was getting no fuel and it just destroyed itself. And of course the question that has been asked, why in the world did she do this to herself? Why did she starve herself? And it goes all the way back to what one reporter said in one review. The reporter simply said in his review of one of their songs, he says, Richard's little chubby sister. And once she read those words, and once those words were in her memory, she could not get that out of her mind, and she dwelled on that painful memory, and dwelled on it, and dwelled on it, until it finally killed her. Now I bring that up because of the fact that we all have painful memories in our lives. Maybe it's some way that you have betrayed someone or maybe some way that you have hurt someone, let someone down, and it's a painful memory that that lingers in your mind. Maybe it's because someone betrayed you or hurt you in some way, someone that you thought would never do such a thing for you to you, and then that painful memory is still lingering in your mind. It may be because of something uh, that that has happened as far as the world is concerned, maybe it's something that happened at work, maybe it's some sickness, maybe it's some financial problem, maybe it's something uh, of, of someone you love that has now passed away, but you have that painful memory there, and it's, it's in there. Memory is a storehouse that gathers things, and it's, they're hard to forget. But all of us here today should have one painful memory. As we look back over, to, over 2017, there is a painful memory that should be stuck in our storehouse of facts that's being replayed in our mind over and over again. And it's this painful memory that we are not what God wanted us to be last year. I don't care who you are. I don't care how good you've been. I don't care how many good things you did. I don't care how hard you tried Yet 2017 in some ways needs to be a painful memory to you because I know at least one day in 2017 you sinned against your God. Now think about this. We started off with grateful memories and now we have painful memories because we understand how good God is but then we add to it we understand how bad we are in comparison to the goodness of God. The memory that should haunt us about 2017 is the fact that we have all come short of the glory of God. We have all sinned. Those sins may have been little sins or those sins have may, may have been big sins, but all of those are sins against our God. And that should cause us to have a painful memory in our minds. Over in Luke chapter 22... We have the story not only of Jesus giving us the Lord's Supper, and he reminds us in verse 19, uh, do this in remembrance of me. In other words, don't you forget about what, you've, what I've done for you. Don't forget about how that I have delivered you. Don't you forget about how that I gave my life 
so that you can have everlasting life. And so there is that grateful memory we should always have playing in our minds in Luke 22, verse 19. But then you get in the same chapter, in Luke, 20, uh, Luke 22 and verse 61, and you have a statement made there that reminds us of the painful memories. Because there you have the story of Peter who had promised Jesus Christ that, that no matter what happened, I won't ever deny you. In fact, I'll die for you, Jesus. You just say the word and I'll, I'll fight to the finish. I'll never deny you, Jesus Christ. But we know what happened. As Peter is standing there in the courtyard of, of the Sanhedrin, uh, different people come up to him and ask him if he is a part of Jesus' group, if he is one of his disciples. And Jesus and, and Peter denies Jesus three different times. The last time he starts using swearing and cussing to prove his point. I don't know him. But then verse 61 is some of the saddest words you'll ever read. To pull out the little section where it simply says, Then Jesus turned and looked at Peter. Can you visualize that in your mind? Can you imagine the emotions Peter felt when all of a sudden, after he had denied Jesus three times, Jesus comes out into the courtyard and they lock eyes? Can you imagine the sense of penetration when those eyes locked with Peter's eyes and Peter understood what he had done? When Peter understood how he had treated Jesus, when Peter understood what he had done to someone whom he loved and how those eyes penetrated to his very soul, he could hide things from other people, but there was somebody looking into his eyes from which he could hide nothing, a, a penetrating thing that goes to everything that is known about Peter. Jesus Christ looks at us today and He knows every single thing about us. He knows every thought. He knows every intention. He knows every sin either committed or things that we should have done that we didn't do. He knows everything about it. He can see right through us to our souls. And that should cause some painful memories for 2017 as we review our life and think about it. But also as I think about Peter and I think about those eyes of Jesus Christ locking with his eyes, uh, no words had to be said because just the thought of looking into the eyes of Jesus, Peter looking into the eyes of Jesus and seeing that hurt, seeing that anguish that after everything that Jesus had done for Peter, Peter denied him not just once, but three times. And I can imagine, though the text doesn't say it specifically, but I imagine there were tears in Jesus' eyes. And the text, of course, tells us, just a few verses later, that Peter went out and wept bitterly. You see, when you think about 2017, we have so many grateful memories because of all the blessings of God and all the things that God has done for us. But then as we look back over 2017 and we think about who we are and what we've done and how that is a contradiction of our gratefulness for God, certainly 
there's going to be some painful memories. That leads us to another memory. And that is a penitent memory. Someone wrote a long time ago that memory is the lever of repentance. Memory is the lever of repentance. You see, memory is a very important tool God has given us because memory allows us to repent. If we didn't have memory, there would be no repentance in our life because memory takes the two things I've talked about previously and causes it to result in repentance. When you take the goodness of God and how we should be grateful for Him, gratitude, and then you add it to the painful memories of where we have sinned and done things that are contrary to His will, when you add those two things together, the result should equal repentance. So there should have been times in our lives in 2017, there should be some memories in our mind when because of God's goodness and because of our sinfulness, the result was repentance. You see, it's remembering that causes us to repent. Uh, There's a psalm in our Bibles, which I won't take the time to read, but sometime when you get the opportunity, Psalm 137 is an entire psalm that pictures the people of Israel over in Babylon And what they're doing in this psalm is they're remembering what it used to be like when they lived in the city of Jerusalem, when they were under God's care, when they were God's people. And as that memory calls them to think about how things used to be under the goodness of God, and when they add to it the painfulness of the fact that they betrayed their God, what does it lead to in the psalm? It leads to repentance. Over in the book of Revelation, the church at Sardis is reminded in verse 3 of chapter 3 how that if they're going to become the church that they need to be, they need to remember. Remember what it used to be like in this church. Remember what the people were like. Remember and then change. One of the beautiful things about the story of the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15 is this. The prodigal son, he went off into a far country and he wasted his substance and he got to the point where he was living in a pig pen with a bunch of pigs. But then the text said that he remembered. He remembered what it was like in his father's house. And once he remembered, then he made the commitment, I am going to go back home. I'm going to go back to where it was, where even if I'm just a servant, It was so much better being under my father's house. And of course, Jesus told this parable not just to tell us a story about a boy who left home, but he was telling us this parable because in the story, the boy is each and every one of us, and the father is God himself. In other words, in 2017, there were times when we decided to go off into a far country, if you will. But the time came when the memory of how painful it is to sin against God, we remembered and we made the decision to go back home. Uh, That decision may have been in a public way. That decision may have been in a private way. Each person dealing with whatever the case may be. But my point is that in 2017, there should have been some penitent remembrances. There should have been some penitent memories. 
Because in 2017, you had to have some grateful memories and you had to have some painful memories because of your sin. And I hope and pray that because of that, you had some penitent memories where you got down on your knees and you said, God, forgive me because I am not everything that I need to be. God, please, I know what I am in your presence. But then, if the first three are the case, then 2017 was also filled with some happy memories. As we look back over 2017, there are a lot of things that perhaps bring us happiness or bring us joy. Uh, Maybe it's something that uh, happened in your life that, that caused you happiness because of the good fortune that took place. Maybe it's something that happened with a family member. Maybe it was good news received by the doctor. Maybe it was a raise at work. Maybe it was a number of different things that brought you happiness. But folk, folks, the number one thing that should have brought you happiness in 2017 that in spite of the way that you treat God's goodness, in spite of who you were and what you did, and because you repented, We have been forgiven by God. We get another chance. We get another opportunity. In Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 18, there's this beautiful, beautiful passage. He says, Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they can be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. On January the 1st, uh, there will be the beginning of a series of football games that will take place. They're known as the college football playoff games. And what's interesting about that is that's something new that's roughly happened just in the last couple of years for um, college football because before, the person that was decided as being the national champion, the best football team in the whole nation was decided by a group of other men and it was based upon the fact of how many wins and losses you had. And down through the years there were people that the only way they became national champions was because of the fact that they had a perfect season. And so as you live the football life, if you will, in college football, as you played every single game, you had in the back of your mind, if I lose this game, I'm done. If I lose this football game, that's the it. We're not playing for a national championship anymore. Hanging over their heads with every single game, if I lose this game, then that's the end of it. Because more than likely, it is hard to become national champions with a loss. But you see, the playoff system changes all that. In a sense, if you lose a game, there's an opportunity to get a do-over. There's an opportunity to try again. In fact, in this particular football season, all four teams that are playing for the national championship in the national championship playoff system, all four of those teams have a loss. And when they had that loss, regardless of who it was to, in the back of their minds, they were saying, well, you know, we might get another opportunity. We might get another chance. If things work out well, we can still be national champions, even though we didn't have a a perfect season. We had a blemished season. There's still the opportunity. 
And sure enough, by January the 8th, by the end of that night, we're going to have a national champion, and that national champion will be the one that had just one loss. Now, what in the world has that got to do with us? Well, you know, in this life, we don't get a whole lot of do-overs. Um, we sometimes remind the kids at that school that uh, about perfect attendance. If you ever miss one day, you no longer have perfect attendance. You may have been there every single time. You may have been there when you were sick. You may have overcome great obstacles. But once you miss one time, you don't have perfect attendance. And so we don't get a whole lot of make do-overs in life. As we look back at 2017, there may have been mistakes that we wish we could have done over. I wish we hadn't done it, but there's no possible way to do it. But when you open up our Bibles and you start reading verses like this, one of the things that should make us happiest about 2017 is that God has given us a second chance. That God has allowed us a do-over, if you will. That God has given us the opportunity to act like something didn't happen that actually did happen. If there's anything that should bring us joy and comfort as we look back at 2017 and move into 2018, it's the idea that we can be forgiven of our sins. God through Isaiah paints a very beautiful picture here. Please don't lose the imagery here. He says, though your sins be as scarlet, they can be as white as snow. As you think about snow, you, all, you think about its whiteness, which is important here in the text, but also think about the fact, the last time you saw a snowstorm, what did it do? As the snow came down and the snow started piling up on top of everything, and you looked out your front door or looked out your window and you saw that snow on the ground, what was that snow do, doing? It was covering everything. All you can see is the snow. If it snows enough and it's a covering, it covers the ground and it covers everything that's underneath it. All you look out, as you look out and, and, and notice what's out there, all you see is the whiteness of the snow. And that's exactly what Isaiah wanted us to think about. How that God is a God that will cover our sins, that as we look out at our sins, we no longer see them. Why? Because they have been covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. And he goes on in the text, and he says, though they be red like crimson, they should be as wool. And you read that, you may not get the significance of it, but he wants us to picture in our minds, if you will, a white garment. And... We don't know how that white garment got this stain on it. Maybe it was something we were eating. Maybe it was something that was splashed on us as we were walking. But the picture he wants in our minds is you have this beautiful white garment, but now there's a stain on it. And you worked on that stain, and you worked on that stain, and no matter what you do, you can't get that stain out. It won't come out of this white garment, and all it's good for now is to be thrown away. But Isaiah's telling us here, that God is able to take that white suit, if you will, and He's able to make it the way it was before. In other words, the stain has been removed. God says, I don't care what happened in 2017. If you are one of my children, if you come to me and confess your sins to me, as, as 1 John chapter 1 and verse 9 reminds us, then that stain is gone, that sin has been covered 
Notice what the text says once again. Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Now, folks, we hear that. We've heard it maybe all our lives. And we have a hard time believing that, don't we? How can that be the case? That just doesn't seem fair. It almost seems like either ourselves or somebody else is getting away with something. But that's the reason why God says, you know, let us reason about this. Think about this for a moment. Why would you turn down such an opportunity? During 2017, I hope you made yourself availed of this opportunity. I hope as you thought about the grateful memories and the painful memories and you've had uh, repentant memories that you now have happy memories about 2017. Because you have a God that's willing to forgive you no matter what. Think about the people to whom this was written. Isaiah was talking to a people who were God's people who were consistently and constantly sinning. But God says it doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to be condemned. The city doesn't have to fall. Think about this. I'm willing to forgive you. And it's like none of this ever, ever happened. 2017 should be full of happy memories, not just because of certain circumstances that has happened to us, but because of the fact that we have a God that loves us and we have a God that's willing to forgive us, have a God that's willing to give us a second chance, a do-over, if you will, how that one mistake in our life or many mistakes in our life is not the end of things, but we get a second chance. I think one of the reasons why so many people gather in Times Square to watch that silly ball fall, which I've never understood Wow, that's so significant. Uh, But so many people gather there and watch that ball fall because they are reminded that with the end of one year, there's going to be the beginning of the new year and there's going to be a second chance. There's going to be a start over. There's going to be the opportunity to try to get it right this year. And so we can think about that from that standpoint. But this verse here carries an even greater meaning. Whether it be the beginning of the year or the middle of the year or the end of the year, because we are Christians, we are constantly getting do-overs in our lives, whether we deserve them or not. I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but um, the Japanese have an interesting way of keeping time. They don't mark years like we do, but instead they mark their years Traditionally, now they have adapted not too many years ago our calendar because of business reasons, but traditional Japanese calendar, the one that is the one they follow traditionally, is based on the reign of the emperor. For example, the emperor they have now uh, has been reigning for 30 years, or 2018 will be 30 years. So this is the year 30 in Japanese culture. And if you keep up with the news, you know that in April of 2019, uh, uh, Japan's current emperor is going to abdicate the throne and give it to his son. And so once his son takes over in April of 2018, it will quit being the year 30 in Japanese calendars and it will become year one. Because you see, with the new reigning of a new emperor, 
Time starts all over again. It doesn't matter what's happened in the past with other Japanese emperors. It doesn't matter whether they were good emperors or bad emperors. Now we have a new emperor, and it's a new start. So this is year one as far as the Japanese are concerned. And as I said, I believe that takes place on April the 30th, 2019. A new emperor will be in Japan, and it will be year one. And I thought about the fact how that On Monday morning when we get up, it'll be the year 2018. Why is it 2018? Whether people want to admit it or not, whether they will acknowledge it or not, but 2018 means that there has been 2,018 years that there has been a new king on the face of the earth. And his name is Jesus Christ. And when that king came on the face of the earth and he delivered us from our sins by dying on the cross, it's like year one for all of us. It's all starting over again, regardless of what might have happened in the world before and regardless of what might have happened in our lives before. With the coming of Jesus Christ, it was year one. It was all over again. He now reigns and he's been reigning for 2,018 years. Because of that, we are reminded of the passage that Andrew read for us. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. What a glorious, glorious way to end the year and start a new year by the fact that there may be someone here this morning who is not a Christian who needs to become one. As we think about this past year and we think about all the different ways that God has, has, has blessed us and we think about all the ways that we have sinned against Him, when we think about how there's a change that needs to be made, how we need to get rid of those sins so we can become like snow, become white as wool, in order for that to happen, then a person needs to obey the commands to become a Christian. You need to be washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. If you don't understand what that involves... I'd be happy to sit down with you and show you in the Bible what the Lord commands in order for a person to have his sins washed away. But it can be summed up in Acts 22 and verse 16 when the preacher Ananias told the sinner Saul, he said, And now why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. So if you're here today and you're not a Christian, don't put this off any longer. Let's end 2017 and move into 2018 with your sins forgiven and the opportunity to start over at year one, the opportunity to get a second chance. But the majority of us here this morning are Christians. And it's my hope and prayer this morning that the lesson I brought to you will, first of all, make you think about how good God has been to you. Make you think about how that though we might try our hardest at times, we constantly let Him down. But yet, that makes us unhappy. That causes us to have a penitent heart. But how how wonderful it is, how grand it is that we are Christians today, that because of the blood of Jesus Christ, we can end 2017 and move into 2018 with a clean slate. It's like the bad things we did in 2017 disappear. Now start looking at memories of 2017 and start thinking about this. 
because of the blood of Jesus Christ, the worst thing that could have happened to you in 2017 has now been erased. And so now your memories are just happy memories because of the fact that you have so many things for which to be grateful. God not only blesses you in a material way, but God blesses you in a spiritual way because as this year ends, God get, forgives you once again and we get the opportunity to live for Him in 2018. If you have a need this morning, we certainly want to help you in any way that we can. We just hope that you will respond as together we sing, stand and sing the invitation song.